0: Hi, welcome back to the Kayla Ambrose Show. I'm your host and your travel guide to the other side, Kayla Ambrose, here with my best friend, Nikki Case. Hi, everybody. And we're back to talk about a project, a business, an endeavor, a life choice that we've adopted together, which is our love of crystals, which we've turned into journey bracelets. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. <laughs> I love that you call it a life choice. It's a life choice. It is. Our bracelets are energy infused, custom designed. We create them with specific intentions to assist you on your journey. Each bracelet is made according to the energy of the stones in it. And the bracelets are stacked in a certain order. And that order helps the bracelets communicate with each other and function at an even higher level to magnify the energy. And so we create this process step-by-step step in that order. And in doing so, it activates your aura and your chakras, all your energy fields, get your uh, your abilities to visualize and materialize and manifest, uh, going and flowing. So whatever you're dreaming about doing or being, becoming, achieving, this bracelet's going to help you do it. And uh, that was kind of a passion for us that we wanted to do. We wanted each gemstone to interact with you and them to build on each other's and create a really powerful, dare I call it, energy grid that works with you as you explore your spiritual path. You're on a journey. We're here to take the journey with you. And so we're doing these podcasts, one for every bracelet, to kind of give you a little of the insight into the skill, the talent, the flair that is... Nikki and Kayla, Jim Stone's Extraordinary girls, one geologist, crystal lover, cat loving, yoga and Nikki, and one psychic, aura seeing, dog loving, um, author and Kayla. And this, this is where we're at, right, Nick? I love it. I, I love those descriptions. Those were pretty spot on. Yeah, that's on our, our LinkedIn. That's <laughs> our LinkedIn. And, uh, It keeps us off the streets. It keeps us, you know, uh, fine-tuned and focused on these things. And so we're hoping that you enjoy these podcasts and come have a little laugh and a giggle with us as we cheerfully, joyfully, and hopefully uh, respectfully explain our journey bracelets at Lavish Goods. And if you want to know, if you're thinking, what the hell are these girls talking about? Go to lavishgoods.com. Check out our website check out the bracelets, check out the spring collection, which we're talking about right now with um, one of our newest designs, which is called tickled peak. Wow. I'm having deja vu like that. We've already talked about tickled peak.
1: Well, we did, um, you know, I was sort of thinking the same thing because I was um, looking at some of the other things in our spring collection earlier today and I think I was having some flashes back to our recent um Instagram live that we did.
0: Is that what it is? Because I feel like we talked about this one.
1: Well, you know, I mean, that's that's what my logical mind says, but the rest of me says, no, it could totally be deja vu. Okay. We've we've had this conversation in some other
0: place Maybe in some other can. time. I'm gonna mix this up. I love it. This, this is not a podcast about Dickle Beak. So we can check it after this podcast. <laughs> And we're gonna go straight into Gulf Coast Mermaid, which I meant to do the whole time, evidently. So remove the pink, let's go into the mermaid. Okay. And what I love about Gulf Coast Mermaid, first of all, the colors, the movement, the water, the design, Uh, mermaids are the queen of the sea. They're charming, they're captivating. They're mischievous, they're graceful, and they symbolize the merging of the earth and the water and the power of transformation between both of these things. You know, there's so much I could talk about with this bracelet. And it's funny because I'm in a really silly mood today. And so I'm just wondering, I wonder if mermaids are silly. Like sometimes they're represented as kind of serious, right? They're always looking off into the horizon and singing the song of their people and they always seem so, I don't know, a little troubled sometimes a little bit, right? Just mm-hmm. longing for something. But I'm like, you know, there's got to be fun mermaids that are just whims. There's got to be like Thelma, the, the mermaid, who's like, you know, just down there like, girl, let me talk to you about my pearls. Let me tell you a story. I just, I think mermaids need a bigger story because they're, they're seen as just very sexy and very, you know, kind of lost. I, I think they need more diversity. What do you think? I, I agree. And, and in fact, when you were saying that, it, it sort of took me
1: to, we've had this conversation before of, um, you know, I think a, a lot of people have this mindset or this perception that if you are a highly spiritual person, that you're very serious, right? We we meditate and we spend a lot of time um, reflecting and in and introspection and, and we're just very serious. And and that that is mutually exclusive from being silly and goofy and just being fun. And, and so when you were describing how mermaids are often depicted, it's it felt sort of parallel to me in that regard that they are often shown, they're sort of forlorn, right? And they're looking off like, oh, where's my lost sailor man? And, you know, exactly. things like that. And and I think you're right. I think there's, there's, I was going to say a lot more depth, but that would be a deep ocean pun. We don't oh. want to do that. Oh. Um but I think there is a lot more to them. And I I think, I mean, come on, you've got that body, you got that beautiful fin. How how can you not be fun and silly and be splashing around with that?
0: Yeah, right? It's when you got a fin, I mean, the world is your oyster. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's another one. Um, but like, maybe that was a 19th century mermaid because like, they're just not on a rock anymore waiting for the man to come home. I feel like century mermaids are like kicking it out there right so absolutely yeah that's kind of what i feel we named this one gulf coast mermaid because we invented this business here on the gulf coast and we want to pay homage to that and be like hey this this is where it was created where there's the beautiful gulf waters um it's a very feminine body of water it's very you know green to blue to turquoise, depending on the day and what's going on in the water. It has beautiful white sugar sands, the palm trees. It's it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And so um when you put this bracelet on, we're hoping you get that energy of that day at the beach, that day we all love that we remember if you've been lucky enough everybody's had that 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 day at the beach or the day at the water side that you're just like this was a great day. And I want to feel that essence every day and mermaids, you know, are they represent all that we're capable of becoming when we apply ourselves to things. They're lucky. And it said that, you know, wearing anything about a mermaid is like a good luck charm. And we magnetized it with that energy of the mermaid more about inviting you to be yourself, seek adventures, never get stagnant in one place, right? Go with the flow challenge yourself to try new things and go new places. And that's kind of our 21st century mermaid um, ideals, I think, that we put into this bracelet, that you are going to uh, set out on that new adventure and see the world from a different perspective and, you know, all of those things. I just feel like we know so little about mermaids. Everybody just thinks about the little mermaid too, though. The movie you know and things and right there's gotta be now I gotta I want to go write a book about mermaids I was gonna
1: say I, I feel like there's a research paper or, or a book or a story or something is coming of this I love it
0: yeah I'm wondering because I don't think their story is really being told all the way I mean mermaids are very intuitive and wise um they're impasse they're in touch with the emotions of others they bring inspiration and beauty and they bring transitions in life and open the wearer up to exploring their true desires. And mermaids are very good with desire. They get desire, they know what their desires are. Um, They're collectors. They like to collect pretty things.
1: Mm.
0: Um, They collect pearls, they collect, you know, all kinds of beautiful things in the ocean. So if you're drawn to this bracelet, I think it's gonna take you on that journey. Where you learn about what you like and what you don't like about yourself, about life, about others. It'll maybe even get you to review your home, what your clothes are like, what your decor is like. What are you collecting? What do you like to keep? What are you wanting to change? I feel like it's mm-hmm. a it's a real bracelet of transformation. Um you're not just gonna wear it and and stay the same or feel the same. Um I think also you're going to feel more effervescent, right? More bubbly and lively and vivacious and Mm -hmm. don't want to be a
1: mermaid. I agree. Like, I, I think, you know, when this, the the energy with this is very, I love that um, effervescent. I think that's a great word for that. I just like, I see like the bubbles coming up in the water and just sort of that sparkly bubbly, like, I don't want to say woohoo. Because that sounds like party girl. I don't mean that quite, but just just that effervescent kind of energy and um, just fun and whimsical. And I love that.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes it is party girl. Sometimes it's fun and bubbly and positive, And sometimes it's um, just blowing those bubbles of laughter and love and uh, giddiness and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much more. To the mermaid. And, you know, this is our first mermaid bracelet, but I don't think it'll be our last. I, I think agree. we'll bring some other ones um into being. And this one was, of course, like with the Gulf Coast, but I think there's going to be an Atlantic one, probably a Pacific one. And I think, I bet they have complete different personalities too. Because the Gulf is so divine feminine, the way it curves, it's mm-hmm. a, like the womb there shape. Versus the Atlantic is very, you know, cold and choppy and more of a, I would call it more of a masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that would be interesting to try to capture the energy of each of those bodies of water and put them into the bracelet. I agree. Like I'm just envisioning, cause I, I completely agree with what you said there. Like the Gulf is,
1: is very, to me, it's a very calming and a very soothing body of water and and sort of ecosystem. whereas as you mentioned the the east coast is it is it's colder it's choppier it's it's rough and not in a, not in a bad way it's just it's a very different energy and then even thinking about like the pacific you know we've got speaking geologically you know we've got the ring of fire and lots of active volcanoes and subduction zones where there's just tremendous transformation like very very active transformation going on um you know birth rebirth and death and like I could, that could be a really amazing journey. I like the idea of that.
0: Yeah, I could see us doing that with the different oceans. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting too, like in our spring collection here, we also did Atlantis Explorer, mm-hmm. which we're facing Atlantis off the coast here, Bermuda and uh, Florida and all of that, where a lot of people say Atlantis is and draw the line across cross into Atlanta. So uh we are exploring a lot of the ocean it seems like with this with the spring collection Mm -hmm. and so I'm all over the place with mermaids today I should say you know with all serious now with this bracelet it really was made to evoke that energy of a mermaid and left a little bit open to interpretation instead of just what um, some people have said mermaids have been and when I was young I used to go rewrite books in the library, I'd get in trouble, but I would find all the mythologies and start editing them. And one of the first ones I did was Medusa, which if you know Medusa, she's got the hair, the snake hair. Um, That was times, um, early days before conditioner. So I think, you know, she was just given a hard wrap there for, um, you know, some curly hair she had, but sure, we'll go with it with the snakes. And so I would edit these books and say, snakes are wisdom that's what they identified with back then this was you know an ancient being of wisdom and when things started to to change and we went into a new patriarchal age there was a lot of putting down um all the feminine archetypes and goddesses and she was one of them and so i would i was like nine ten years old in the library rewriting this same way with the mermaids and the fairies i would be editing those books and saying They're not all, you know, there were a lot of books about fairy tales and fairies were bad and dangerous. And, and you know, I'd be right. That's, they're not all bad. There's other stories. There's things that happened there. That was during the worst time when they were being hunted and trying to explain these things, just like a historian would explain about, you know, the war or whatever. So I really am quite passionate about trying to explain some of these archetypes we have here and really what they are. And so with this bracelet, we left a little bit open, not interpreted, so that you could think about what it means to you and put that in there. The same way you should be doing that in your life. No one should be telling you who or what you are and how you should be or act. This is a bracelet of breaking free. This is a bracelet when you're, you're ready to go to unchartered lands, adventures, swim past the safe shore, take the anchor and wait off yourself, float, go find out what it means to just truly be and see the world from a new perspective. And so we love to talk about the fun parts and the colorful parts of these bracelets and all of those things, but each of them are made with higher knowledge at work, with the wisdom that we're trying to help each person create a new part of themselves, go further, evolve, go up, you know, level up to the next place and what you're gonna do with that. And this is what our intention is with every bracelet to help you see and perceive and let go and grow. And so mermaid is just another example of doing it while having the fun of wearing a mermaid bracelet, dancing in the sun, going to the beach, you know, enjoying life being a water baby who loves all those things. So this is our our mixture. And so to make this really special formula, we started out with African turquoise, which Nikki and I were talking about this turquoise. It's just a little bit of a different hue and color. And that's why it's identified as African turquoise. What do you think about that stone?
1: Um, I really love this. I know I always say that people can guess what I'm gonna say before I say it. I I think turquoise in and of itself is beautiful. Um, The fact that this is this African turquoise. So the hue, as you mentioned, the hue is slightly different. I, this is more my, my sort of vibe of turquoise. I like this. It's a little more, there's like this, a little bit more green to it. And a little less of that, um, more what people think of as traditional turquoise. I'm not quite sure how to describe that color other than to say turquoise. but I just um, I feel like the the color here just melds seamlessly with the other ones that that we have in this bracelet, and just sort of that beautiful mixture of this earthy tone and this water at the same time, sort of that that mixture of both energies, um, which just you know adds to the the energy of the bracelet.
0: And those colors represent the sky and the ocean and the masculine and feminine energy. And the stone itself helps the wearer discover their purpose while they're here and create new energy and determination uh, to go forth and create. So really creating and clearing the waters there to begin a journey. And next we go into Amazonite. Uh, You know, my favorite Southern one to say because I always want to be Amazonite. (laughs) But uh, such a stone of luck and good fortune uh, allows the wearer's energy to feel smooth and tranquil. Um, it's a stone of universal love and acceptance connects with the heart chakra and element of water bringing some emotional well-being there. What do you think about it, Nick?
1: Yeah, I think again, it just you know amazonite is it's a very tranquil kind of a stone especially um in this in the combination that we have here and i think that just continues to speak to that that energy of the gulf coast right it, it is a more like this is a, a journey of transformation and it's one that is going to be a little more gentle um maybe not quite as jarring if that's the right word as as some things can be um uh, and and so this you know the stone with that sort of peaceful energy, that tranquility just adds to that sort of gentleness of the transformation.
0: And then next is the Aquaterra agate, which mm. is one of my favorites, really. Yes, yes. And Aquaterra means water and earth. So it's, again, showing that balance between land and the ocean, which the mermaid is always trying to balance. Maybe I love mermaids so much, too, because I'm a Capricorn, which is a sea goat. Mm-hmm. Sort of the same thing right yep. yeah um that whole half in the water half on the land mm-hmm. I mean there I've got those kind of like horns on my head and goat eyes kind of look you know and then that fins down there it's very like earthy earthy strong and mm-hmm. then fluid to move around and and uh change direction on a dime is what I think of that Capricorn symbol. So uh, this stone, you know, transforms negative energy into positive forms and situations. It connects with the wearer instantly and deeply within the auric body and works right away to restore the aura and attune the body to its highest vibration. And so it's such an amplifier, it heals the aura and then it amplifies the crystalline structure of the light body to restore hope and relieve stress and attract new adventures. Like it just does everything. It's like the one-stop shop rock, when you say, Nick? Yeah, it's, it, I mean, visually, it's beautiful energetically. It, it really is.
1: It's, it's stunning. And one of the things that I love about this stone when we first found it was as I was stringing these, looking at each individual bead, and they look like little miniature earths to me, like little globes. And you know, like with the blue water, and then you've got this sort of swirling in there of of sort of these light browns and and tans, and, and it looks like little bits of earth. And to me, it's also this visual reminder of like we're all we're not alone, right? Like I am seeing this little earth and um I'm not alone on that earth. There's other people here with me, and you know, we're all part of a um earth community for lack of a better way to say it and it's also sort of this reminder that we're bigger at least to me like i'm looking down at this little this little miniature earth that we're bigger than what we are here right we're more than just our earthly body um you know that we could actually be out this might be a little out there but we could actually be outside of this
0: earth looking down on it like we are looking down on that bracelet i love that and then we threw in a natural geo with some beads. And we, if you've listened to any of these podcasts, you know you hear us talk about geodes and how they're a symbol of the divine feminine, um, you know, in yeah. the druzy and what it does. So, oh, sorry, there's a little feedback coming through. I could hear someone else talking. Feedback coming through. Oh, definitely coming through.
1: Can you mute for a second, Nick?
0: Yeah. Hmm. Okay, unmute. Yeah, if you can maybe shut your door, Nick, I'm hearing. Got it. Okay. And so those natural geode beads, um, they align with the heart chakra. And they help connect the higher chakras to the ground and which is, makes it a really amazing, hardworking crystal and vibrates on all color frequencies. So the druzy is the gateway there to the, to all of that, to the spiritual realms. And then we repeat it again with the Aqua Terra Agate. And our last stone is Moss Chalcedony, which is a stone of new beginnings. Um, it's also said to help protect the wearer from environmental irritants and and develop strength for the soul with the ability to face challenges. What are your thoughts about Moscow Sending? Um,
1: would you believe me if I said I don't really care for this? No, I'm just kidding. You know, I because I, I really love all of our stones. Um this is one I love the the softness of the colors. Um which again just speaks to like the the gentleness of this particular bracelet. Um and and I think you know the placement of being sort of the the last, quote unquote, the last bracelet in the journey. Um I think is just perfect, right? Because it it helps to release um what we need to release at the end of that journey. Um, and again, it's it's another calm and peaceful stone um, and, and just a really um, beautiful way to, to, to sort of to, to end that journey before you go into your next one.
0: Absolutely. And that in a nutshell is our Gulf Coast Mermaid bracelet. Well, this has been an interesting little podcast here. We've had a little journey. We've had a little talk. we had a little laughs. We've had a little bleed through of sound. And that's just how it goes. All in a day's work. Um, we roll these podcasts out pretty quickly, so there's not a lot of editing that goes on. So you're going to hear sometimes little background noises and flubs and things like that. And um, we hope it doesn't disrupt your in listening pleasure too much. And that you laugh along with us and enjoy our sense of humor and camaraderie here as we're building a little journey soul tribe. So. Check us again out next week for another podcast and all your favorites, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, also on lavishgoods.com. You can listen to the show there. Thanks so much. Bye.